Hey everybody, I'm Aaron Zimmerman. I am the co-host with Jacob Smith of Same Old Song, Mockingbird's preaching podcast. And this week, all the podcast hosts of Mockingbird's pantheon of podcasts have been presenting these devotionals, Grace in a Time of Corona. And uh, Dave and Jake and Sarah and RJ have done an incredible job. And I'm just uh, now here to do the Friday one. And um, I want to talk to you about Isaiah 25. Now, I do acknowledge, I want to, I feel very um, masterpiece theater in here. Uh, I feel like this should be on the BBC. We have this formal furniture, the stained glass window behind me. Uh, I just, I had to get dressed up to come into work today. So don't let my formality um, mess up your casual at home running out of toilet paper vibe. If you're in sweatpants, that's great. If I'm catching you, you've just woken up and first cup of coffee, also fine. Uh, just uh, just uh, don't judge me and I won't judge you. So I want to talk about Isaiah 25 this morning or whenever you're watching this. Uh, these six um, verses, five verses beginning at verse six, and I will read them and then I want to say two things about them. On this mountain, the Lord of hosts will make for all peoples a feast of rich food, a feast of well-aged wines, of rich food filled with marrow, of well-aged wine strained clear, and he will destroy on this mountain the shroud that is cast over all peoples, the sheet that is spread over all nations. He will swallow up death forever. Then the Lord God will wipe away the tears from all faces, and the disgrace of his people he will take away from all the earth. For the Lord has spoken. It will be said on that day, Lo, this is our God. We have waited for him so that he might save us. This is the Lord for whom we have waited. Let us be glad and rejoice in his salvation. For the hand of the Lord will rest on this mountain. So the first thing I want to say is this passage acknowledges the reality of death and that it is universal. There's not a single person not affected or impacted by it. You will all die. Uh, this uses the language of a shroud or a sheet that covers everybody. There's not a single part of it that is uh, left out. Humanity, imagine all of humanity laid out before you, and then the shroud of death covers them all. This is a rather shocking and kind of jarring image, but this is how the Bible deals with the reality of death. It is real, and it covers everybody. So one of the things that's going on now with the coronavirus situation is that we're all being reminded quite palpably in a way that feels even more real than it did on Ash Wednesday when someone put ashes on your head and they told you you were dust, but you didn't believe it. Now that people are getting sick, Tom Hanks got coronavirus. Idris Elba has the coronavirus. That awful story of the family in New Jersey where three people have died in the same family after a family dinner from contracting the disease. It's beginning to feel real. Death is beginning to feel real. And that's what makes us anxious because most of our lives are spent in denial of that fact, numbing it out, or just sort of pretending like it won't happen. And now we have been reminded quite palpably. And um, the reality of death is sobering. And that's what this passage begins by acknowledging, that it, this is a sheet or a shroud that covers everybody. It's not a little uh, like um, washcloth. It's a sheet. It covers everybody. And that's what this deals with. Um, but the second thing I want to say is just the fact that the passage then so beautifully and wonderfully says that this will be swallowed up. This shroud will be taken away. It says, the Lord will wipe away the tears from all faces. He will swallow up death forever. 
And so there's great joy. And that's why the passage actually begins with this party of rich food and great wine and all that, because God has done this thing. But the last thing I want to say um, is how it's done. And it's it's pointed at, it's sort of hinted at. Um, and we know that the Hebrew scriptures, the Old Testament, the law and the prophets always point to Christ, as Jesus said in the end of Luke's gospel. And so we know that that's pointed at even here. And we get it in verse 10. It says, well, right before verse 9, let us be glad and rejoice in his salvation for the hand of the Lord will rest on this mountain. Now this is, um, uh, what is this talking about? This is talking about the Mount of Calvary. This is talking about the place where Jesus goes to face death, face what terrifies you most, face what gives you the most anxiety. He takes the bullet for you. Now we talk all the time at Mockingbird about the grace of God and the forgiveness of sins, which is huge and of paramount importance. But there's more to what Jesus does on Calvary. He faces death, he takes it away, he drinks the cup that you and I cannot drink, and he drinks it down to the dregs. And so this is why we rejoice and have this huge party, this feast on this mountain, is because Jesus has defeated death. As Paul will later write, where, O death, is your sting? And he will say that nothing can separate us from the love of God, not even death. So in this time of fear, in this time of anxiety, Know this, this truth, which is now maybe becoming more real to you, not abstract anymore, both the fact of your own death, but also the fact of Jesus facing death for you and opening up eternal life to you. For the Christian, the person who's in Christ, death is behind you um, because you died when Christ died. And the hope of eternal life with him, um, I hope it feels more real to you now than it ever has. And this is what Christianity is about. And I hope that helps you wherever you are. May God bless you and keep you and make his face to shine upon you and give you his peace and be gracious unto you. Amen.